Hello and welcome to episode 175 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How you go? How's it going? We're just racking up those episodes, man. Yeah, it's been a long just time since we them out the park. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how you been, bro? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got so much done since the last episode, like yeah. literally okay. just uh nothing really. Um because we just recorded it. Um but we're back because we we wanted to get these. I feel like that went better in your mind. <laughs> Probably. That's like the show, really, in a nutshell. Um, but uh, yeah, like we wanted to get these shows out because obviously we had a few movies on our backlog um, that was slowly uh, like, you know, getting more and more. And um, yeah, we had a few that were available to us and it just felt like why not see them before year end and get that discussion in yeah um so yeah we're gonna be discussing the girl on the third floor uh very shortly um but yeah before we get to the one and only news story just another quick reminder of course that our best of special will be arriving in uh, a couple of weeks now and uh yeah we want to hear from you guys what are your favorite movies of the year um we're gonna have a lot of fun debating that in our episode hell yeah uh, giving out our uh, traditional end of year awards which is gonna be very fun um and we also want to know like what are the movies whether you have just one movie that you love this year whether you have like a top three or top five or whatever you want to send us definitely um, we've already we're already getting movies. like a couple of varied things like i like the idea that yeah. people aren't just sending us 10 like it's like whatever you feel like just yeah. let us know give us the conversation uh it's fun times yeah if you just like has four that i really like this year you know anything yeah. like that um but uh yeah should we let's get into the news shall we oh man what a story this is uh, yeah um give it to me <laughs> this is pretty much a non this is pretty much a non-story really <laughs> but why don't, why don't we talk about it um the Conjuring 3 is no I'm longer... I'm not going to lie, I'm just going to start talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> you can do that if you want. Um, the Conjuring 3 is no longer The Conjuring 3. Because um, mm. that would be too simple. And the world is not simple. Um, do you want to know what the new title is? Have you seen it? No, I mean, I know, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it is The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know halloween shat the bed with weird subtitles in their movies that let's let's try and do the same yeah what's worse the shitty halloween name or this one? Oh, the shitty halloween names like they're atrocious <laughs> yeah. like halloween kills is i forgot what it is uh, halloween, halloween kills, kills and halloween ends like I, uh, I just don't bring that <laughs> i can't even go on a rant right now because i know people like love those movies but yeah We'll say that for 2020 because it's going to be an interesting year. <laughs> um, as we've discussed, like, I can't wait for your um, upcoming list, obviously in our first show of the new year, um, because I'm hoping there's some gems in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to start thinking, oh, I mean, I just found an article that's like the most anticipated horror movies is 2020. Bookmark <laughs> that. My job's done. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um because yeah like it's we'll get into it obviously in the future but i'm like there's a lot of stuff that i'm just not that looking forward to it's not 2019 to say the least i think we've seen too many movies this year bro (laughs) i I just feel like you're getting quite bitter i think you need a break (laughs) we need to talk about year end and you know you're just gonna have to chill just go go watch frozen 2 your timing could not be any better with the movie (laughs) we're about to discuss um (laughs) but uh I can't wait to see to see your rage come into like you know <laughs> full circle. I listen. I'm like upbeat, man. I I, I love to love things, but it's just yeah. you know. No, I know. I just feel like you know recently, you know, it's just just because I didn't like the fury. The, the conjuring, the conjuring, the conjuring breaks your soul. Like I love it. Like you, you love the conjuring movies. I love man. the conjuring movies. I really, this is a I really, movie. really liked the movie. last Annabelle movie. 
Um, the reason why I'm not excited for this is because it's from the director of The Curse of La Llorona, which is still like a bottom five movie of the year oh, for me. Yeah. Like, I genuinely right. hated that film. Um, and like I say, you can't just judge a director based on one movie, but that's all I've got to go on. But yeah, like... We can and we will. <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course, yeah, like if they show me the trailer and he's singing at least three seconds of an Elvis song... I was going to say, I'm what about alone. if this was called The Conjuring, colon can't help falling in love then i would be there day one it would be already be my movie of the year um <laughs> not even close i'm not even joking either that's a better subtitle. Um, i'm not gonna lie you can have that conjuring you can have that <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah like i say a non-story it's out in september so mm. we've got a long way to wait for this one um yes yeah, fine I'll, I'll wait till right. september <laughs> one thing it is to avoid it then yeah um this is like really random but the a quiet place 2 is out in march and yeah. we don't even have so much as an official screenshot let alone a trailer no i know um, it's madness I, it terrifies like, there's no me. way that i movie. don't yeah it, well, it like i hope it is two. he's just keeping it secret but one of one of three things is happening it, they're they're just gods and they're playing mm. a fantastic game and they're gonna yeah. uh, they're gonna cloverfield us with they're the first with people the yeah one. i was gonna say yeah pretty much yeah. since that <clears throat> um which is the least likely unfortunately yeah. with the way television you know budget and and uh trailers works mm. in 2019 the second one is the one i'm hoping for is that this just movie is not coming out much yeah this movie's coming out way later and it's nowhere near being ready hence why we're not seeing it the the third one is the movie doesn't excite anyone and no one really wants to show yeah. it, which which terrifies me. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping for one or two. Yeah, well, one and three would both be equally <laughs> shocking because, like, I, yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know yeah, what's going but on. But, like, if, if, if they've got the movie in the bag and it's coming out in March, like, why aren't we seeing stuff for it? Because people people want this movie. Obviously, like, it is close because I was thinking about movie. it where, like, you know, we do get trailers. There are, there are trailers out there for movies that are in, like, August. Mm. But then I was thinking... The Us trailer we got on Christmas Day, and that came out in March. Yeah. Um, so that mm. was technically late as well. Um, yeah, true. I mean, it's just the fact that we haven't heard anything. Yeah. It's not the fact of lack of Yeah, there's trailer. literally not it's a single shot art, from the movie. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, if we hadn't have heard the guys talk about it at Fright Fest, <laughs> we wouldn't have heard any, com- any you know, whispers of this movie existing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think John Krasinski like sent like one tweet with like him with a camera, like let's go. Yeah, guys. like the clap, the clapboard. <laughs> I remember is like yeah. the only thing yeah. I remember seeing of like day one of shooting. Like, I don't even remember yeah. initially seeing like a we've wrapped pr- photography or whatever. But no, like I bet I'm just gonna like look on Twitter while you're talking. And there's just gonna be an absolute shit time. Oh, and, and like by the time off. these episodes go up, like there'll be like the trailers out, the fucking release day, everything. Like, <laughs> oh look, a trailer! <laughs> <laughs> it's out. It's on Netflix right now. I mean, it's. I mean, his, John Krasinski's banner is a Quiet Place banner of his Twitter profile. Yeah, but it's the first one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I nah, he's spamming. He's spamming Jack Ryan. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, damn it, with the Amazon money, right? Yeah. Shall we move on? Um, let's yeah. talk about this week's film, which is The Girl on the Third Floor. So yeah, the the, the usual the usual intro, which is that this is yet another fright fest movie. Yeah, I'm I'm getting sick and tired of saying fright fest <laughs> never ends because it yeah just clearly we we're just going to watch fright fest movies all year. 
Didn't I say that? Um, what was the one we watched? I can't, literally, oh, uh, Bliss. I think yeah. that was our 18th. So, yeah. if my math is correct, 18 plus two equals. Of course, this is our 20th one of the festival, mm. um, which is mental. Like, yeah. I don't think we've even come close to that in the, in previous years. No, um, no, no. We have is... we have kind of drained the fright fest peat dry. <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Um, and now, but, and then we watch Girl on the Third Floor. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the poster. Um, you can have this that, guys. <laughs> you can have that for your Blu-ray. <laughs> God damn it! This so this was at Fright Fest when we were there. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was showing at like our favorite screen as well. Yeah, um, it was. and it was it was getting a lot hype at the time as well. And uh, it was weird. Like I was immediately drawn away from this movie. What did um, we? What did we see instead? We saw Red Letter Day. Oh, okay which like no one was Choice. talking about and was yeah. obviously on the smaller screen. And I'm glad we did. Cause obviously like no one could see it as well. Yeah. And I do think it gave us a different conversation to have. Cause like, everyone was talking about this movie. Um, mm. But obviously, yeah, it was getting a little bit of excitement, like, like as we yeah. keep saying with these fright fest movies. And um, it's it's one like Bliss that that it it got a lot of mentions from people, mm. um, and enough that because the the thing that interests everyone about this movie, I think, going into it is CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, what can this wrestling guy do? You know, he can't he can't perform in the octagon. Can he can he perform in front of a camera? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Punk. <laughs> um so poor guy you know that, yeah luckily we're not going to slate his acting performance in a few minutes um so so yeah it was kind of like you know what what can he bring to it and other than that i knew nothing about this movie but that was yeah. enough to make me think okay i'd quite like to see it if something else didn't pique my interest more which red letter day did yeah um but yeah kind of going into this one what i would say um yeah obviously um you know, centers around CM Punk. Um, he plays uh, God. Who does he play? Is it Don? Don. Don. Yes, yeah. Don. Um, <clears throat> I can already remember and, a character's name from this. So yeah, that's well strong. done. Well done. <laughs> and um, he's basically um, what is his job? Like he's some sort I of don't, ex no high idea. flyer. Let's say he's a solicitor. He's some ex yeah. ex high flyer that's had problems. He's definitely not is, a carpenter. He's definitely not, but he does a lot of carpentry in this movie. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, basically, he's kind of down on his luck. He's trying to save his marriage by the sound of things, and they decided that they're going to move to um, kind of more rural America and mm. uh, get away from the city life. And he's gone, his wife is fairly heavily pregnant, and he's gone to renovate their kind of rundown new family home. And it's mm. kind of, it's kind of like he's made it his promise. Instead of getting the builders in and doing it, he's going to do it himself and like make this dream house for his wife as like a gift to make, yeah. to show he's not an asshole. Mm. And, um, the, so the movie centers around him doing DIY at the house and then, little bits of weird shit happen <laughs> yeah. house, we find out that the house has inevitably got some haunting issues and has a bit of a troubled past and he slowly starts to unearth that um as he's trying to do the house up um mm. you know that's kind of the synopsis the the thing about his character as well is that his character has a lot of elements none of which are really explained so 
what I'm getting at here is the whole job thing. The reason why we joke about that is that um, clearly he was some sort of very high flyer that is now down on his luck for some reason. And we have no idea what that is, but it's, it's very important to him and all the characters around him. So mm. us as the person watching the movie, it's, it's really annoying because I'm like, what happened? Like, what did he do? I mean, we never get that answer. Um, him and his wife have got problems as well. And it's like, is, it, is this to do with his job stuff? Has he been an asshole in another way? She kind of alludes to him being an alcoholic when she sees a bottle of beer on the side and that sort of thing. So, like, yeah. has he got problems with alcoholism? Like, he does drink quite a lot in this movie. And there's all these things that I kind of feel like were just poorly in the script, that whoever wrote the script knew Don's character, and they haven't done a good job of telling us his character because there's stuff there that just isn't explained. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, yeah. Do you want to go into this one? I can't. I can't wait. You know, uh, cherry end of 2019. Matt, what do you think of this one? <laughs> well, look, right. I want to. <laughs> I want to start by saying it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I want to enjoy all of these movies. <laughs> I really like I feel I, like I've triggered you and I love it. <laughs> these these episodes genuinely bomb me out. I take yeah. no satisfaction from this. I cannot wait for in a couple of year, uh, weeks when we get to literally argue about the, what we love the, the most. The best stuff um, in in that, uh, in the best year of horror that we've had for this podcast. Like that's what I love and and I always want to bring these movies up and I love when we see these smaller gems that I really like mm-hmm. where I can just, you know, proper be like just watch life changer, you know. I love being like yeah. that and so when I see a movie like this it genuinely bombs me out because I, I didn't like this movie at all and i'm gonna have a lot of bad things to say about it and obviously they're not gonna listen or don't care but if anyone involved in this movie did listen i don't want them to think that i'm like taking excitement and happiness from just shitting on your movie because that's no. not the case at all um i just have to be honest and anyone that listens to our show knows that we come from yeah, a place of just sure. wanting to like horror movies and yeah like, and it's you know. it's it's the it's the <clears throat> kind of the fairness of all criticism is that you just have to be fair because ultimately <clears throat> if you're not then your opinion when you love something is then equally as irrelevant exactly. like you know so you have to say when you don't like stuff and uh, i thought this movie was very very bad um uh, it, it's easily like it might be my, the worst film we've seen this year if not like bottom five um it it's super slow to begin with, which is fine. That's not the reason why I hated it. Um, it reminded me of like Ty West's early movies a lot in the opening scenes. Um, once we kind of, the opening scenes are so weird because we have CM Punk, who's our lead character. And then he's pretty much alone for like a vast majority of the time. He's, <laughs> either interacting with his dog he's speaking to his wife on the phone or he's speaking to characters who are kind of like far away and not really like there's one scene in particular when a guy comes around to his house and i'm like i'm not even sure they were there on the same day on the set because (laughs) it's like two different you know what i mean like you never actually see him in the same shot yeah and i get the sense like punk constantly has nothing to react to and he has these really shitty lines that he constantly has to say and again i'm already kind of like one of the reasons why like like the performance is not good but no, I, was say. I do want to preface it by saying that I can see why it's bad for a lot of it. Um, the second half, he does get to interact with other actors, so that's fair enough. But, like, my God, when he just has to stand in a room speaking to a phone or speaking to his dog or just speaking on his own, there's, speaking there's like, like almost a drill, like, yeah, charge. There's, like, like almost like, no so way. Yeah. yeah, there's almost no way you could make that compelling and not look terrible. Um, there's literally a scene where... 
and I do this comes in the same thing. I think the dialogue is awful, and I think this movie is really poorly um written and directed because it's very much like a movie by the numbers. And there's so many scenes where it's like, right, set up the camera, right, punk, you stand there. Okay, say this one line. And, and it's like, um, there's a bit when he's throwing rubbish out. And the scene, it's like the scene starts, he's just standing there holding rubbish. And then he's like, I should have got a dumpster. And then, and then it just lingers on it for a couple of seconds. And then the shot ends. And you're like, how, like, how did that end up in the movie where clearly they just went, can you say that line? And he just said it and they went, yep, right, next scene. Like, it needed like a comedic wolf whistle or, you know, sound effect. Like, I get the indie, like, indie <clears throat> horror is ridiculously hard to make, of course, and that's why I hate this conversation already because I feel like I'm constantly going to be, like, apologizing for my own opinion, but like, I get that it's obviously hard, like, I'm not saying it's easy, but you, you like, you, they didn't do it well. Um, it just, there's so many problems with this movie. I think that, um, I want to say that I do quite like the concept of the movie, which is the it's this loner character renovating this house on his own while spooky stuff is then happening in the house. And you kind of have that juxtaposition of like, do I stay? Do I go? That sort of thing like that could be good. But then what we get is a tiny bit of the spooky stuff. But then the other major plot line is this girl who's hanging around the house. Mm-hmm. And um, she basically wants to like sleep with him. And then he's just like totally fine with that initially. And then he's like, oh no, please don't do it. And like this plot line doesn't fit with the other plot line at all. Like they feel like these two completely different things of like, here's this weird old spooky house that's like oozing from the plug sockets. And he's like bashing down walls and discovering new areas of the house, which could be really cool. And then you get a little bit of that. And then it's just like his fidelity. And they're kind of like trying to make that a thing of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, but I didn't mean to sleep with this woman. And so like I just I hated the main character so much. I think that he's an idiot as well. I don't know if that was intentional, but like there are bits where he's like banging a pipe and it just like goes off right in his face. And you're like, is this like did you get whether Bruce, you thought this Bruce movie Campbell, was trying to be funny or not? Bruce Campbell would have made that funny. Yeah, like it has that element of like an old school slapstick movie, but yeah. I don't think they're going for it. And that was my question. <laughs> do, do you think that this movie was in was trying to be funny at all? Because I laughed so much. Mm, no. No, which is a which is obviously a bad thing. Then, like, yeah. I think this movie ultimately is very awkward and cringy a yeah. lot of the time, which I've never felt like for a while, mm. and that was why I have to ultimately, again, sorrily put it so low because I think that the fact that they're trying to make a horror movie and I'm just laughing at it, and I, and again, I'm not one of those people either. Like, I don't find any enjoyment in that. I'm just that. I'm sorry. That was just my natural reaction to how awkward a lot of the scenes are, like the way that he's walking around mm-hmm. the house, the way he's delivering these lines to literally no one um in this empty house um i don't know i i, I want to know what you need to think because i don't want to talk anymore this this movie's fantastic it's, um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> that's the i love that troll i respect that so much you know what i wish you weren't trolling as well i, I really do i wanted to keep going with it longer <laughs> no this movie's garbage like um i really like like you know, like you said, you don't want to hate on something. The fact mm. that you tried to find positives from it, I have none. Oh, like, I tried so hard. Yeah, I mean, like when you. Were I should. About the sorry, concepts. I just wanted to quickly say, and then I'll let you give your opinion. I do want to quickly say that I am. I really like CM Punk in terms of like. Um, As a human being. <laughs> yeah um i am a fan of cm punk um obviously in the wrestling stuff um i know it's not really relevant here because we don't talk about that sort of thing but yeah. i wanted to bring it up because i'm not someone who's coming at it 
where I, I don't know who the guy is. I know who Punky <laughs> is. I've been a fan yeah. of his in his own world for a very long time and still am a fan of his. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there and say that, yeah, it kind of like, I'm not someone who wants to hate on him. I actually, it's the opposite. <laughs> like I want to go in there and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big punk fan as well. Mm. Like, um, and so to see him like do things that I can't get behind for the last few years has been a disappointment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I pretty much unfortunately didn't like any aspect of this movie. I found the, the setup to be just this quintessential kind of haunting thing. I don't, Find, I didn't find any of it unique or interesting. Um, and the first 45 minutes of this movie is, you know, it's one of these weird, like, home renovation shows. Where he's just, <laughs> like, the ceiling falls down. And then there's a monster. I mean, he did a great job of restoring a ceiling. Yeah. Like, that's what I took away. And then, like, he did some cool DIY dryboard shit on a wall to make that look good as well. Yeah. Like, the DIY effects were top-notch. Um, <laughs> but the actual... The the rest of it, there's there's almost no horror in it. All right, the plug oozes some stuff and a pipe <laughs> leaks on him, you know. But that's that's it for like forty minutes. Yeah, and so slow. We have, like you say, the female character that comes along that um, just ultimately turns Don's character into a real piece of shit that's irredeemable because he just sleeps with her for no reason. Mm. Like, so he's got this heavily pregnant wife, and then he sleeps with this character, and then we're stuck with Don, and he's not. He doesn't have any sort of redemption. He's just kind of like, I fucked up. Like, all right, just move on. Like, his friend comes around, and he's really just like a dick to his friend. Just yeah. like, look, I know I've made a mistake, but what can I do? And the bloke's like, well, I'm friends with your wife as well. Like, you know, you can't just say that. Like, you know, you can't keep making these excuses. And Don just, like, walks out and leaves him. He's like, well, mm. either you'll be here when I get back or not. I'm like, really, mate? Your friend's come to help you out, and now you're ribbing on him because he's like, you probably shouldn't cheat on your wife yeah um so his character just kind of sucks and then the whole the cm punk aspect of this movie is the only interesting conversation for me where i'm like <clears throat> i struggle to know from this whether he's a good or bad actor mm. um because he he's a bad actor in this movie um but good actors can be bad in movies with bad direction and bad script and yeah. i think he i think he got both of those things so is it that there's a it's just the trinity of bad or does yeah. he have something in there i didn't really see anything in this movie that made me think he could be good unfortunately i didn't particularly he didn't blow me away in rabid but he's very much cameo in that you yeah know? but like you know i i really hope he can add some more genuine emotions he felt the the because the first half an hour of this movie is just dull it's you know, describing it as a slow burn, you know, I, I see why you described it that way, but a slow burn still needs to have some element to it. This is just a home renovation movie. You know, he has, mm -hmm. a, he has a sit down with a priest for five or ten minutes, sleeps What about when, like, a marble kid. comes down the stairs yeah. every ten minutes? The, the, the dog loves marbles, mate. You know? <laughs> um, he has these terrible one-liners, which, the more I think about it, are they trying to... I do wonder that question you asked me. Like, are they trying to be funny with this? And just did Punk know. not deliver on it? Like, or what? Because, you know... You know, if if that had been like a Bruce Campbell in that situation, talking to a dog shitting out of marble and having slime on his face, but then is that just inherently Bruce Campbell can make a blank room funny? <laughs> yeah. You know, who knows? But um, that's why the weird thing for me because I I did laugh at it, but I don't think I laughed at it for the reasons they wanted. Yeah, you didn't to laugh say. at it because it was funny. <laughs> no, it was. I was just like, really, that's what you thought you'd put in this movie. Yeah. It was my main takeaway. 
you know, it just really confuses me as to CM Punk because his character was so wooden and one-dimensional and rubbish. And I'm like, mm-hmm. in the first, you know, until he until he ended up sleeping with that character, and then he's a character became a piece of shit. But like the the first bit, just kind of was so boring and so, like I say, wooden and rigid. And it almost felt like the first take was used every time with yep. zero direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. I <clears throat> I, w- I would give him another spin of the dice, I guess. Like, that's my only thing I'd have coming out of this. It's like, yeah. I'll give Punk another try. <laughs> like, if he does something else, maybe, you know, I- I'll give it a go. But, yeah, the rest of this movie. And and when we finally got into, like, the horror bit, <clears throat> um, I'm not going to go into spoilers, mm-hmm. um, nor nor do I really care talking about it that much. But no. just, just give your the, opinion the, the, on the yeah, end the, of the it. Fine, the end of this movie just really sucked like really uh, i feel like you know with these slow burns when it starts to kick in and get some action you really need to be on it and that's what ty west did so well when he did those things and like this one it was just really frustrating it kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense and the, the final like parts of this movie i was like really like what and it just it, it just made me angry and and yeah i, I dislike this movie from start to finish which is a shame yeah, it's a real shame. Like, this was one where once I actually sat down to watch it, I, I did have a little bit of hype because I was like, you know, like punk, and I'm like, okay, this could be interesting, like a concept, but mm. it just failed to deliver on everything where, mm. yeah, like the, the house aspect of it and this it being this kind of like living, living organ, organism is just never expanded upon in any meaningful way. Um, and yeah, like ultimately, the, the biggest conversation I agree with you is his character and his mm-hmm. performance. And it's... I think this is like almost like a nightmare, um, an actor's worst nightmare. Yeah. Where he is a guy who's coming in with it with an audience, and already he's an already established celebrity of sorts, and he's trying to transition into acting. And you get a role like this, and he's—I know he loves horror movies as well. Um, I know that's why I'd love to see him in like more and, horror movies. And, and then stuff. he gets this, and I genuinely like I say I think my God, like the best actors in the world would struggle with this because. Mm-hmm. I like the first half an hour when he is literally he's holding a phone up, walking around a house in his pants and he's trying to act and make that seem compelling. And that is like such a dead scene. And then, yeah, when he's literally talking out loud to himself, I think that in the kind of the middle to then end part of the movie, when he is interacting with other characters, that's when you can judge him a little bit better. And yeah, he's not much better. Um, But again, with you, it's like, is that just a writing and direct? And I do think it's obviously easier when you're then, um, you know, acting across other people because the other people in the movie are slightly better. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're slightly more believable. He's, Um, he is very wooden in this. Yeah, and, it, and again, like, off, that his character? Like, what is his character? His character off, is just like yeah. a nobody, isn't he? CM Punk is off-putting as well because because he yeah. spends most of this movie shirtless. Yeah, and so he's got like these crazy tattoos. But his character, like when you first introduced to him, he's very much like a you know he seemed like a businessman and like yeah. you know and then and then he's got all these kind of like crazy tattoos going on and like I know that the the two can happen, but it just kind of like yeah. It didn't, you know, it, he didn't feel like Don, um, you know, it, it was, it, it just felt wooden, you know, it felt very much like a, a you know, an acting performance, you know, a, a play almost. Yeah. 
yeah i agree with you like when he when you the first scene when he arrives there and he's wearing this like shirt and trousers yeah. um he's very covered up and i thought yeah. oh, okay are they going to try and cover him up but the only thing you can see is like his neck tattoos yeah and that was very off-putting where i was like yeah. oh i'm surprised they didn't cover that up if he because he's got like a clean cut haircut in this and he's yeah. clean shaven and that's not the way punk always looks um so i was like oh okay he is look he's going for a different look but then yeah he spends so many scenes in the movie shirtless when yeah it's kind of like oh yeah there's there's cm punk the wrestler in this movie like yeah. there are those tattoos that i've seen many times um yeah so yeah and going into the end in my opinion like i the, the ending is so bad um if the first half of the movie is boring the second half is just unnecessarily bad um mm-hmm. <laughs> it without going into it it thinks it's the shining and it ultimately is just the dumbest thing i've ever seen um it's just like it's just so bad i don't even want to get into it but it's just kind of like they're just throwing all these different visuals at you none of them are particularly interesting again none of them make sense um again i hate harping on it but it brings me back to i feel like this is the worst directed movie i've seen for a while and don't say that Mm. lightly um it sucks because again i hate having this opinion and i know that i couldn't do a better job um but it just wasn't well directed what it Um, what it feels like to me is that and I, you know, that you're in film school and you're you're tasked to make a horror movie, but mm. horror movie is not really your forte. So you just kind of watch a few and then just crib off a couple of things and make a mismatch. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it's, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that's really being harsh, but it's just that's what it feels like when you see it. Nothing's well developed. It's all these different things, and none of them are that interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a real shame, you know. <laughs> Because you don't yeah. want, you know, you don't want this sort of experience. But you know, sometimes we have to do this so we can, you know, say, save our listeners. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think that it's when we talked about Bliss. Obviously, it was a movie that we did. It was a thing of taste, you know. Yeah, we, we, we didn't personally. Respect. Yeah, massively like that movie, but there was so many takeaways from that, mm-hmm. especially from the people that made it. And this is a, it's a, I think it's a first time director in terms of feature, but mm-hmm. he is very much a long term producer with movies. Right. So he's worked in the industry for ages and has worked on stuff that we've enjoyed. I think he was a producer on 68 Kill and okay. a lot of other like indie horror stuff. So he's obviously got his, um, you know, he knows that sort of stuff, but this was very mm-hmm. much his like, right, I'm going to take the reins for the first time. Cause that was why I think this movie did have some clout to it was that he, his name is on a lot of horror, just not necessarily as writer or director. Mm. Um, so it is a first type foray. And then with punk, obviously it's like, yeah, he's done cameos and stuff, but this is very much his first ever lead performance. And so that's why I think I'm doubly disappointed because it's mm. not a good directed movie and it's not a good performance. And so it like, it disappoints me on both fronts. Cause I really wanted both to be good. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is, it really bums me. Yeah. Out. Time to move on, man. Yeah, we really should. Like, this will be a short yeah. one, but like you say, I take no enjoyment from this. Um, but yeah, what what would be your recommendation for this one? Sadly, no, never. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Even like, like even, as... <laughs> even if you're a giant CM Punk fan, like just just go what just get just get WWE Network, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I'd say even like Rabbit, which is another movie that I didn't love, but I think yeah. you get a fun little character, and he's he's only on screen for a few minutes, and it's just fun to see him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it does show. Just one of the things is that, like, obviously, The Rock, um, you know, one yeah. of the biggest movie stars on the planet, he very much was in the cameo role for like a, quite a few, you know a few performances, mm. and until he you know became like a lead and kind of developed that kind of a bit more charisma and, and yeah. that sort of thing, and so. You know, I feel like punk maybe needs a few more 
smaller parts on a bigger scale thing where he's got better direction, better people around him that can help elevate his game. Yeah. I definitely think as well, like you say, going being a lead in a movie when you've got almost no experience is, yeah. is very, very hard. Like he needs to be he what well, he loves horror, which is fair enough, and we always need characters to be killed off in horror yeah. movies. And I think that <laughs> like like I'm not even saying that as no, a dig, no, genuinely. No. <laughs> like a character like in Rabbit, maybe with a little bit more in, in it, like he could do a lot of them and get that under his belt before then attempting something like this, which I think he then could have done a better job of it. Um, is very hard to, to kind I of think, come in day one and, and deliver. I think he just needs to be in a Richard Brake movie, you know, give him <laughs> give him a taste because you know that's what happened with The Rock, you know, he's yeah, doing with yeah, Richard, that's true. <laughs> you know, and then he needs know, that rub. We, we got gold, so you just need yeah. that, you know, that little bit of scraping off off of Richard and you know he'll he'll be a lead in no time i mean do they need someone to be eaten by a graboid in the new movie i mean clearly they do because i've got i've got the man for him yeah. um <laughs> well, we'll get... that, that movie's been shot we talked about that two weeks ago that's been shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah that was our discussion of girl on the third floor we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, obviously that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I don't know if you've been watching much stuff that's worth talking about on the show. Obviously, I've watched a hell of a lot of movies recently, but they're all been rewatches um, of stuff that we've already seen this year. Um, mm. So obviously, we're not going to be sort of stepping on those conversations right now because that's uh, in preparation for our best of special. But in terms of obviously for the show, like I have been in a bit of a bad place the last few weeks because it has been disappointing. Um, mm. But it's been incredible for me to watch genuinely like five to six of my favorite movies of the year of the last couple yeah. of weeks. Um, it's just been a great experience. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. And it just it just models our list because it's been yeah. such a good year. You know, yeah. every, there were so every many times like this is where it's going to be and it's already yeah. changed <laughs> yeah like every time i watch rewatch a movie it like bumps up my list and then i watch the next yeah. one and that bumps up and i'm like they, they, you can't you can't keep doing that you yeah. can't have this like there are going to be movies that i love that won't make my top five there are yeah. already movies that i really like that will be out of my 10 as well and yeah. it's just like there were movies that i thought would be in my top three that aren't in my top five yeah that's um, true actually there was a couple that was in my top three for about eight months and then yeah. i've just slowly dropped out um, yeah exactly um so yeah it's good times man um but yeah i haven't i haven't watched anything new either because i've just been watching you know getting ready for that year end that big year end episode yeah it's gonna be awesome we i guess we shouldn't talk about it for hours on end like we did last week but we finally (laughs) we did get our reveal yeah resident evil 3 resident evil 3 is real guys (laughs) yeah that was what that was so interesting the way they obviously did it um yeah where it was it was it was on their the playstation stream and where they said that like they showed project resistance and then they yeah. were like we're going to show you the campaign mode yeah, for project brilliant. resistance fantastic and, and i just rolled my eyes yeah and it, it's great because it starts by showing you all these scenes uh, areas from resident evil 2 and you, you see like leon walking as well and then it yeah. kind of smash cuts to the first person view 
and you're like oh, okay this is interesting that there's actually first person and then kind of like they're being chased by this big thing and you can and like i instantly was like that thing is a hell of a lot bigger than mr x yeah <laughs> um and i was like oh my god are they yeah, actually that, that was when it? i like froze in my seat i was like yeah <clears throat> like, it was so awesome because you can immediately tell the size difference which i think is yeah. important because he is a hell of a lot bigger and um just the level of destruction as well when he smashes down through the ceiling yeah. was mental and then obviously went once the camera does initially so jill for the first time oh. i was like oh my god it's actually real and yeah. you know they showed so much that looks familiar and then they showed so much that was not familiar <laughs> where they were like I... they are they are adding like a lot of story i think to this one yeah you see <clears throat> I can see where you're coming from there, that there's familiar aspects, but there was so much of this game where I was watching it and the fast cuts, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. There's so much, and there wasn't, like, we got to see, um, like, the train car, and Mm. obviously that scene was familiar, but pretty much everything else didn't feel familiar to me. All of the set pieces that were in the game um, weren't in there, and I mean, I've just got a million questions that, like, (laughs) I I have all the questions. Um... (laughs) Uh, that I can't possibly begin to unpack because there's just so many things I need to know about this game. Uh, and obviously we got a little glimpse of Nemesis. Um, mm. with, we got um, There was like a video, I don't know if you watched it, of like a deep dive as well that was like five minutes. I need to watch um, it. I saw I saw the clip from that, which was about yeah. 20 seconds of gameplay. Yeah. Where she's running through the street and she like yeah. dodges. Um, yeah, they, I just, saw they, that. Just, they basically just say it's Resident Evil 2 style gameplay, which is exactly what we want. Which um, is interesting because not only is there the great reveal being in first person, but then mm-hmm. once we get the Jill reveal, there are at least two, maybe three other moments in the trailer where we're seeing it through her eyes, first person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ultimately, obviously, when she's looking in the mirror to do that effect as well, which was probably just a cutscene. Um, yeah, that was but I wonder. Because obviously, I, I, I don't know where that is in the, yeah. the, the game. There, yeah, there are so many things. Like, I do wonder. I was going to say to you, like, do you do you think it's going to be all third person? Because I was intrigued with the amount of first person that was in the trailer. I don't know. I hope it is, um, but it just depends, really. Like, mm. uh, it's difficult to justify the transition, so I'm not sure how they would do that. You know, um, but uh, I'm I'm just fully on board. I cannot wait. Obviously. Uh, one thing that's interesting, I put this concern out on Twitter, was the timeline and how quickly this has happened. Yeah. Uh, since then i've learned some information which is that the initial plan obviously they announced years ago that they were going to be remaking resident evil 2 and then we just didn't see a peep for about four years yeah during the process of that they had begun remaking resident evil 2 and 3 and the initial plan was that they were going to release them both at the same time um they then realized that that was too much of an undertaking so then they kind of like put the free work on hold while a lot of it was already finished and then kind of polished and finished too and then obviously i'm going to assume that i don't know this for a fact but i'm pretty sure resistance was going to be dlc for resident evil 2 Mm. and so now it's kind of interesting that now they're tacking that on to resident evil 3 as this online mode um yeah and I thought, you know, looking at that being like, oh, that does make sense because Resident Evil 3, the original <clears throat> game, is a hell of a lot shorter than Resident yeah, Evil 2. Yeah, so that's it... why it made sense to me because obviously Resident Evil 3 had Mercenaries mode, which is probably the most in-depth oh, kind of... Um... They have to remake... Oh, they're not going to, are they? I'm so <laughs> disappointed. Gonna... Oh, yeah, that's my favourite gonna... Mercenaries ever. Yeah, because obviously one, one had nothing apart from the storyline. Two yeah. had fourth survivor mode and like um, four campaigns pretty much <laughs> yeah and the four campaigns but like the extra kind of like dlc yeah. on disc but then like resident evil 3 had like its own mini campaign with you know the, and you could with the replayability and it was the first time that you got that kind of 
real high score gamification style yeah, within Resident time Evil. trials yeah and so um that was super interesting so obviously this um it's a shame that yeah we're almost certainly not getting that oh, but that, it seems, that makes me hate resistance even more <laughs> but, but it almost it you know it does make me think is resistance going to be like an evolution of that in some way like it's it's you know i'm 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 interested by project Re- resistance um the thing, and the thing I'm, I'm glad that i'm gonna own it for no extra price yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i get the game i want and i get the game i want to try because i have a curious insta- interest of in the same package so that's pretty cool yeah, that's true. I just hope there's not too many trophies tied to it. Um, but, yeah, uh, fine. Like, I just won't get them. What's interesting with the resistance is I think it's cool that we're going to have all of the locations from two and all of the locations from three because then yeah. that does. Or we're just going to have Raccoon City. Yeah, like that mm. is awesome. Like, because I do think they are going to connect in some ways. Like, it would be cool because obviously we got those cool modes in two where you're like, you start in the sewers and then you'll make your way into the mansion and then you escape in the courtyard. But then, like, imagine it goes then courtyard into the street and then, mm. like, you know, in to like loads of different well obviously that's what three did anyway because you spend a chunk of the time in the police station in three Mm. um and so kind of three did expand on the world of two yeah you got a truncated version of the police station and then you got the rest of raccoon city so um you know it kind of makes sense that resistance does get packaged with this game yeah for that reason but yeah i'm i'm just all buzz like nemesis i haven't seen enough of him yet to draw an opinion of one of the stills i saw i wasn't overly keen on but then mm. a couple of the other ones i i you know he does look like a modernized version i'm 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 yet to give my full judgment on him yeah i can't imagine that i'm gonna dislike it um i don't like i really don't think it's gonna happen because i just love what the current look of resident evil looks like um mm. from seven to two and now three that engine i just love their character model so much both the enemies and the protagonists mm. i just i think they like the new jewel, look amazing like the, yeah like the jewel redesign is incredible and carlos is spectacular and so I, I don't see any and like mr x as well i just don't see a way that they fuck that up um yeah. it's more how he is used in the game is the is the bigger issue for me not necessarily how he looks um because he, he can't just like we said he can't just be a reskin of mr x um he needs to feel no, like nemesis um but either way and yes yeah, out in april which is crazy yeah. so good man <laughs> like we might have to like i'm hoping there's not many <laughs> movies out at the start of next year because my god there's a lot of video games to play no, no, no. Uh, but uh yes yeah, it's, it's exciting times ahead um but yeah that's it for this week obviously two shows for this week but our final regular show of 2019 next week and uh, next week um obviously back in the cinema for the first time since dr sleep that's madness and yeah. i was thinking that the other day like when was the last time yeah it's it's one of the longest periods we've had um well over a month and uh yeah it's gonna be an interesting one like the the remake of the remake of black christmas and uh mm. i've liked the two previous black black christmas yep. movies um so hopefully i'll like this one and yeah Bloomhouse have been very quiet this year um mm. so I, th- I do think they need a big release um it's an interesting one released a horror movie in december as well like i get why obviously christmas and it's cool that there's a friday the 13th as well like it it, it does make perfect sense i just wonder yeah. if like like december's just so dead because everything is going to get crushed by frozen and star wars <laughs> <laughs> you know like generally yeah. nothing wants to come out in december um but yeah do you think there's much great. many people that dip into that triangle of frozen star wars and black <sighs> christmas i mean clearly i am but like say, we, we both are so, <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah question um, answered 
Fair play. I mean, honestly, yes, because I think that like if you have kids, you watch Frozen, and then if you have your kids or you were a kid in the eighties, you're gonna watch Star Wars. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like <laughs> it'll be interesting to see either way. Um, and yeah, we're excited for all those movies. <laughs> um, yeah. And then yeah, we'll come back with our best of special, which we cannot wait. Um, Hell yes. yeah. That was episode 175. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Could I start that?